Cracking baby, welcome one and all. Welcome one and all to the meeting stream 226. 226 days of consecutive glory. Consecutive, concentric. Tripes. Strap in, bucko. Smash that like and welcome to the new psychedelic coach that I've been calling the Neo Psychedelic Wholesome Age. That's really long, it doesn't fit in description bars. Just call them title bars. Anyway, you know what I mean. Hey, hey. Go forth. Go forth and tell other people. Smash that light, make some noise. I'm doing behind the scenes activities. We shall turn the cameras on momentarily. We have a special guest joining us tonight by Jove. By Jove we do. A special guest will be joining us to discuss this new psychedelic age. Hurrah, and some other things probably. In the meanwhile, I think uh, I think we all deserve some meme magic. Yeah. I should make it clear, you know, I don't believe this stuff. I find believing in these high-flown, complicated synthetic systems to come off sort of like pathology. So I entertain ideas, but I don't give belief over what I do. I'm a meme spreader. What, what I do. I'm a meme spreader. What, 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 what I do. I'm a meme spreader. Meme spreader. A meme replicator. Naturally, this question arose in our group. Why us? Why us? Why are the aliens revealing the unified field theory of space and time to us? And the mushroom just replied without hesitation. Because you don't believe in anything. And that apparently is what's required. Do you all know that Van Morrison song about no guru, no method, no teacher, just you and me and nature in the garden? I think that's actually where it's at. So what I do, I'm a meme spreader. What, what I do, I'm a meme spreader. What, 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 what I do. I'm a meme spreader, meme spreader. 
Replicators, regulators, spreaders of the meme. Yeah, what up, Adam Stone? What's cracking, baby? So nice to see you. So nice to have you here, everybody. So nice to see you all here, you beautiful thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going so good today. It's going so well. I'm very lucky to be alive. And, uh, and experiencing such delightful technological miracles such as this. I'm broadcasting to the galaxy. Yeah. What up, Sway? Sway says, spread meaning, not STDs. That's the t-shirt. Someone got a Twitch notification and I was not there. Yeah, I accidentally pressed go stream on Twitch rather than the stream on YouTube. That's all. No biggie. No biggie. I'll probably get some, you know, some marks against me in the game of Twitch. But that's okay. That's nothing I can't deal with. Um, boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. What a sign to be alive. How are you all doing? How are you all feeling? How are you all feeling? What's going on here? Let me have a look. Hey, if we go and have a look at this view over here, shout out to already locked in. We can see uh, on the Akira the Dawn channel today. What is this? Oh look, it's the Quentin experiment. Welcome to the new psychedelic age. Meaning stream 226. You're watching that right now. Uh, what's this? Oh, oh, premiere. Premieres at 9 p.m. tonight. Graham Hancock and Akira the Dawn, the Laments of Hermes music video. Oh, that's exciting. We've got a music video to watch as soon 
straight after this stream. Oh, what a sign to be alive. What a sign to be alive that is. Wonder how this uh, stream that we're watching now is doing. Streamception. Whoa. Whoa. Pretty streaky. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let's have a look. Ah, oh, that's that. Why did the link to the Quentin Experiments page not work? Ah, oh, I should have checked it. Alright. Well, that's the thing for me to sort out while simultaneously talking to you. Listen to the stadium crown effects. Yeah. How the sauce is made. Anyway, shout out to Hila. How's everybody doing? Uh, how many of you uh, have been watching Alex Jones on Joe Rogan? I would assume quite a few. I assume quite a few. Last time Alex Jones went on Joe Rogan, uh, he introduced the concept of DMT elves to an awful lot of people. Uh, so much so that I had to make an album about it. Everyone was going, Kira the Don, you should do something about those DMT elves that Alex Jones was talking about. I was like, you know what, let me just take it back to the source. We did a Terrence McKenna record all about it, you know? Because uh, what was funny about that, not funny, but, but uh, mildly unnerving about the last time Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan was he seemed to be channel channeling Terrence McKenna for a good deal of it. It was as if Terrence McKenna took over his body and uh, was, you know, using him as a vessel to spread the meme. It was very, very interesting. Um, let's listen to a song from that right now. Why don't we do that? Um, yeah, I know which one. This one's really good. Shouts out to everybody locked in. Shouts out to everybody. Everybody. What I do. Dramatic song uh, transitions. <sighs> Akira. Akira. He's got clout. Clout. I encounter self-transforming elf machine. Elf machine. Which are creatures, entities, perhaps, although they're not made out of matter, they're made out of syntax driving light. It's one of the most challenging parts of the whole psychedelic landscape. Most people can accept the idea of disordered sensory input recovery of traumatic memory material but what are we to do with an L? What are we to do with an L? What what are we to do with an L? You know that becomes a little harder to contextualize in psychoanalytic theory although Jung did a good job when he said Autonomous elements can escape from the psyche's control and present themselves as independent entities. I'm not sure he's ever seen a self-transforming elf machine. It's the defining characteristic of the true DMT flash. I mean, it is not subtle. These things mob you like badly trained Rottweilers. They come bounding forward by the dozens, by the hundreds. They jump into your body. They jump out of your body. I mean, it maps to some degree over the archetype of the little people. The leprechaun, the fae, and being Irish and being Jungian. I'm willing to entertain, you know, maybe I have a special relationship to this stuff. 
But then in the Amazon, the people using DMT that I studied, the reason they did it, they said, was to speak with the little people. Was to speak with the little people. Good question. Huh? Puzzles me about my contacts with these beings. It conforms to, let's say, the IRA model. They are small, full of merriment, almost to a manic and frightening level. It's sort of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon gone berserk. They are friendly, but play rough. It's a land of explosions and falling anvils. The overwhelming feeling is love, this kind of crazy, childish affection. And they're delighted to have me in their presence. These entities have an agenda. It's a very curious agenda. They use a language which you see it is made out of sound but you see it and the entire point of the encounter seems to be to teach you to do this they want you to transform your language they want you to speak Kenna right there, self-transforming elf machines from the album Clockwork Elves. Which was made basically in response to the last time Alex Jones appeared on Rogan. And today, as uh, as we are here to discuss the new psychedelic age, uh, a manifestation of such things, uh, Alex Jones appears on Rogan. For the first time since then. Signs, baby, signs. We asked for signs and signs were sent. Yes, they were. Uh, welcome one and all to the meaning stream. We have a special guest coming up very soon. Uh, the Quentin Experiment. The Experimental Quentin. If you don't know about him, you're going to know about him very soon. Uh, if you do know about him, make some noise. He's actually been a guest before. Uh, on that day when we streamed all day because we were doing the What's Way vinyl. Uh, he came on during that on Twitch, I believe it was. Very, very joyful. 
It was a very, very joyful time. What up, Alec Moran says, like my man Terrence McKenna said, no one has ever died from mushrooms. You might feel like you're going to die, but you'll be fine. Yes, yes and no. I mean, one time, I do remember uh, running into uh, a motorway. Uh, you know, and uh, I was very lucky not to, because I was run, ran into a motorway, the car's coming in the wrong direction, you know? I mean, there's never a right direction to run into a motorway, frankly. So, uh, you do need to be careful. Be careful. Try not to wander near motorways. Look, JH says, yes, Quentin. Zebedai says, qua, qua, qua. Alec Moran says, some noise. Sway says, hell yeah, Quentin. Sagittarius says, mushrooms, no acid, yes. Interesting perspective. Sway says, I was there around that time. You were, weren't you on the show that very day yourself? Did you not call in that very day? Yes, Dan Frank says, well, some people died from mushrooms. They were the poisonous kind. Do you ever think, because I think about this a lot. Do you ever think about all, like, all the humans back in the day who just straight up ate everything? Just to see if it would kill them or not. Or if it made him trip out or what. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, you had dudes just going through every bit of the Amazon, just eating everything. What does this do? Dead. Dead. Like, 99% of stuff that you will eat in the Amazon will kill you. And like, certain cats was out there munching their way through all of it in the name of science. Early days science, you know? Those are the real heroes of which, uh, you know, no books have been written. Those are the real heroes whom answered not, you know, uh, in in the history books. We do not know their names. Those were the true heroes, baby. Those brave, brave OG psychonauts. You know, the, those those young monkey men, straight up just munched their way through the forest until they found something that got them real, real, real crazy, baby. Real crazy, baby, by Joe. <sighs> High weed says, and there's still so many more to eat. Yes, there are. How are you feeling today, brothers and sisters? How are you on this fine day? We have a thing we like to do around here. We call it the International High Five by Jove. It's a, it's a ritual we have. You know rituals are important. This is a very good ritual. It binds us together across space and time. But what it also does is it harvests everybody's energy and redistributes everybody's energy. And all everybody has to do is give up a small bit of energy and they get everybody's energy baffling the way that it manages to work every time we try it and it works try it and it works try it and it works baffling so brothers and sisters in honor of the quentin experiment uh, i would like to, to you to let me know where you are where your body is situated your soul is here with us obviously in the here in the mini wave autonomous zone let me know where your body be at and uh let me know uh your favorite experiment favorite experiment maybe one time you experimented with uh, uh i don't know i don't know you tell me you tell me what's the best experiment your favorite experiment a time of experiment tell me about an experiment i experimented with getting in the zone and refusing to leave i started that experiment in february of 2018 i'm still there uh all i can say is it feels like it worked All I can say, all I can say, 
actually feels like it works. That would have been a much better segue if I'd thought beforehand that I was going to play the song, but I hadn't. It didn't occur to me to play, play the song until after I said the words, you know? Alright, at long last, the user interface for reality. Some of these things yeah. you're going to say, hey, hey! I've heard about those. You've heard about those. First, you must accept the frame, at least as a filter. That there could be a subjective reality and that you can, can manipulate it. You should accept that systems work better than goals. People yeah. are telling me every day that they implemented systems and it changed their life. This is one of the biggest buttons on the interface for life. If you don't like where you are and you want to go somewhere else, learn how to build systems for everything from your diet to your career to your social life, fitness, everything. 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 The idea that if you intelligently add new talents, you become not just a little bit better, but exponentially better because talents really explode your capability and your options. So this is one of the biggest, biggest buttons of the interface to reality. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. The interface to reality. It feels like it works. It feels like it works. Affirmations, 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 affirmations. That's pretty cool. Anyway, let's see what's let's check in with that guy. Uh, that was the song called It Feels Like It Works from the User Fa Interface for Reality album uh, from Kira the Don and Scott Adams. Very good album. Uh, Psychedelic Practical, I'd call that one. That's a new genre I've invented. It's called Psychedelic Practical. Uh, anyway. How's everybody doing? Squiggly Dig is fresh and productive. Summer Needles is feeling great. Uh, Kyle Hoff says, Akira, it was like day 12 when my boy was born. That's so crazy. That means your boy is like 100 and uh, 200 and uh, my ma math is really not my strong suit as I always say. But uh, your boy is old now, right? Your boy must be doing the washing up by now. Kailash Nikov wants to know if there are any other benefits to microdosing other than feeling good. Cognitive uh, clarity. Claritar. Connection to Godhead? I don't know about that. Anyway, uh, walking more poet, feeling good, been a good day's work. Hurrah. Proud of you. Alec Moran says that's how certain animals operate. The alpha males force the smaller ones to test new supplies of food to see what happens. Lol. I wouldn't make it if we still operated that way. <laughs> that's harsh. What up, Mimi B? What up, Kala? Kara? Why do I say Kala? What up, Kara, you epic legend? Starbuck in the house. What up, Scurry Edica? We may not know their names, but their bravery is what shapes archetypes that shape literature and our reality, in a sense. It is true. Kyle Hoff with the math is now day 226. Oh! Happy day 226 to that tiny one. Witch of Coos, the plant spirits told them which ones to eat. Good point, I forgot about the plant spirits. Did forget about the plant spirits. It's easy to forget about the plant spirits when you live in a, the plant spirits when you live in a house. You know? 
when you live in a house with a roof. Triode, what's cracking? High weeds, what's cracking? Turtle Toast is in South Carolina, Jack B is in bed. Turtle Toast is straight vibing. Mimi B is in Ohio. Zebediah is vibing from New Zealand, baby. Turtle Toast says Wim Hof Method. I got a feeling we might be talking about Wim Hof. Tonight, I got a feeling Marcus Jordan, my body be at my desk. Triode, I'm in Chicago land and my favorite application of the scientific method is applied ballistics. Feels like it works. Yo, Cedric push-ups in the basement, loving someone I don't like. I swear your messages are like poetry, baby. You guys, you just write poetry in my chat. And I do love it. I do so love the, the, the poetry in the chat. Turtle Toe says bagel. Of course. Of course. And uh, my chat just ran out of the way. I love it the way it does that. Zebediah vibing from New Zealand. I already said that. Oh, hello, JH. Hello, John. UK, experimenting with being here now all the time, all the time. All the time. What up, my betters? What up, high weeds? I used to conduct social experiments on my peers, seeing how they would react to certain situations and words. Me too. You ever do the thing where you just stop in the middle of the street and look up in the sky? You see how many people follow, like, copy you. Have you ever done the thing, like you do it on your own and a couple of people, most people think you're weird and they ignore you. If you do it with like a couple of people, everybody copies you and then like, if you do it with like a little group of you, everyone, the whole street will come to a standstill and everyone will look up at the sky. And then you can just leave and you come back 10 minutes later and people are still looking up at the sky. Hey. Cara, Brooklyn. Oh my goodness, you still in Brooklyn. That's crazy. You're gonna be a you're gonna be an actual real life warrior soon, aren't you? Started to experiment in 2014 with weight training to see how strong I could get my body and mind. I still haven't found a limit. Yo, what's your Instagram? It's like at Starbuck. I gotta look this up. Like, Kara is one of my favorite people on Instagram. She's just like epic. But like, she was doing all these like. Um, comparing herself to this time last year pictures she's like ah look at me i was such a pussy last year last year she's like hench lunatic like bench pressing oak trees and shit but like she just leveled up again this year so like shouts out to her being a fan of my instagram Cara, post your instagram in the chat because i can't read things and look at instagram at the same time i keep forgetting i can't scurry if it feels like it works and that feeling lasts reliable over months and years then i think it works Feels like it might be the case. Feels like it might be the case. What up, Squiggly Dig? Tuning in from Virginia. My favorite experiment is constantly taking on almost too much work to handle so I could do more each time. I incented a word into your sentence. You didn't say work, you said. My favorite experiment is constantly taking on almost too much to handle so I can do more each time. That's actually very epic. Hey, we got someone in the green room. We got an experiment in our green room by Joe. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Ah. Hey, 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 hey. Yo, if only you could see what I can see, but you will soon see what I can see, so that's good. Soon you will see what I see, and it is epic. <laughs> Let me continue reading these things. Mikhail Archangel. What's cracking? Fool killer, South Carolina. I'm experimenting with achieving hyperproductivity. Hurrah! Hurrah! Make some noise in the green room. Actually, 
Can we hear you in the green room? Check, mic check, one, two, three in the green room. Check, 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 check. Oh, the green room works. All right, man. Feels like it works. Alec Moran, Michigan DMT trip where I boogied with an entity. You boogied with an entity that looked like the Scrubbing Bubbles ad. They were shocked I could see them. Asked if they wanted to dance and listen to Spongle, best five minutes. Oh, good lord, I do love you. And Barista Quez, my favorite experiment is convincing my brother to not be afraid of dogs by tricking him to think that the dog was not outside and then go outside when the dog was outside. What happened to you, the brother? That could have gone so wrong in so many ways. Dan Frank, my goal is to implement a system that works better than my goals and I need a system to reach that goal. Paradox. Noises in the green room. Yeah. Turtle Toast says bagel. Uh, my Carl Archangel says affirmations are good, Akira. Hey, thanks. Well, hang on, why am I thanking? Yeah, thanks, I'll take it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna keep reading these out with actually I'm gonna get my uh, I'm gonna get my guest to help read these so we can do an international high five together by Joe. Yeah! Wrong screen. Yeah! White screen! Make some noise, brothers and sisters, for the experimental Quentin himself, the Quentin Experiment by Joe. It feels like it works. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, he's back. B-A-K in the back of the bus. Back like cook crack. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's 1983. What's cracking, baby? How you doing? How you doing, man? You've been on the stream grind like crazy. What's gotten into you? Feels like it works. You know, I'm just taking advantage of the opportunities that uh, we have here at the Peak of Recorded Human Civilization. You know? Damn right you are. So, yeah, I'll be streaming twice a day. Every time the clock hits seven, I'm here. I'm right here. You still, you still doing them kettlebells? <laughs> Man's got the kettlebells. Man's got the kettlebell in the setup. That's crazy, man. You're going to be swole as hell. Yeah, I'm actually... Basically, I'm pretty. I'm almost at the shape of my life right now. I'm very close. Yeah. To to peak performance. Yeah. <laughs> you live in Texas now, baby. Ripped. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing good. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we in Texas now. We in Dripping Springs. We in the drip. We dripping in Dripping Springs. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing doing battle with deer. And uh, doing fire ants. With a deer. Yeah, baby. The deer busted in my yard and ate my ate my flipping uh, peach tree. I planted this Man, nice peach I mean, tree. Well, I didn't plan. My homie did. Did it eat? That's the real question, right? I mean, one is okay. Yo, they ate everything, baby. They bust out my back gate. They ate all of my brand new plants. What my homie had driven all the way from Los Angeles and planted, and those local deer, baby, they sniffed them. Those deer need to learn game theory, my friend. They Yo. eat too many peaches. Now you got to eradicate. Yo, you know what I mean? This is it. They push their luck too much. Now, now Hercules says, "Dada, can we shoot them?" <laughs> That's my son. Yeah, uh, get one in a headlock, my man. Yo. Anyway, brothers and sisters, make some noise. It's the experimental Quentin by Joe. I've been talking for a long time about how, uh, where we're at culturally and what's going on culturally, and about the notion of the uh, the psychedelic swing. In culture, every seven years, like a pendulum, goes from uh, a kind of punk rock sort of darkness and nihilism to a kind of like psychedelic sort of like trippiness and multicolor, like hyper pum 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 type vibes, and how that 2020 would be the peak of the seven year sort of like dark swing. And I was saying years ago, and there's videos, I was saying everyone will be dressing in black and setting fires to things in the streets and shit. And in the summer of 2020. And bang, right on cue, baby. 
But what else? Yeah, man, the FDA. Go ahead. Yo, well, but the the you know what happens after that is we plunge back into the psychedelia thing, and that, that's going to require uh, certain figures to help with that, and certain people to help guide and lead the way, and things of that nature, and it help explain to people what's going on in certain courses. And lo and behold, up popped you. When did you pop up? A year or two ago? You just uh, about a year ago. Although right. I'm no leader, I'm just a nice little smile in front of the movement. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice little smile in front of the movement. I'm going to show you all his YouTube channel if you're looking live, if you're visually observing. Uh, it's really a thing of joy and wonder to behold when you look at it like this, which is really wonderful. Like the thumbnail game is, is incredible. Um, if you're listening, the jawline game. Look at this beautiful thing. Look at this beautiful face. I gotta do the thing. Open my eyes more and open my mouth more for them clicks, baby. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say though. Uh, I like I explained this to Hercules. You know, uh, that whole concept. But Hercules does this thing now when he goes to a new YouTube channel. That's my son. He uh, goes straight to the the first video on the channel. See what the first thing was in the first video on your channel, which sets the tone of the channel is. What is complete ego death like? My 10 gram magic mushroom experience. Uh, what is what, what is complete ego death like? Complete ego death is basically just the dissolution of the self. And the dissolution of the self is almost impossible to describe because the self is basically the vehicle that we perceive reality through most of the time. And so in that video, I basically give a jumbling attempt to describe what it was like to remove those filters over my experience and basically return to monkey form, <laughs> more or less. Yeah. Was that your first video or is that just the first one you didn't delete? Yeah, that was that was one of my first videos. Yeah, like first or second video. And I just, you know, I had nothing to lose and I was just bored. So I recounted an insane psychedelic experience that I had. Oh, sorry. I thought, you said, I thought you oh, said sorry. and Take you care. had that you had. And insane. Like, so what what was going through your mind when you said, Do you know what? I think the best use of my time right now is to go and film myself on a camera uh, going into detail on a psychedelic experience here at the peak of recorded mm -hmm. human civilization in 2019 AD. Well, it started with having just fun. So what I did first was I just uploaded rants on Facebook of me just, you know, talking about how we should tax different animals in the animal kingdom and stupid shit like that. And once I got even, you know, a modicum of positive feedback from, you know, a few a few laughing moms and then eventually I uh, I capitalized on the the alien movement when we were going to raid Area 51. And I talked about clapping them alien cheeks, baby, you know? So that video did pretty good. That got a thousand views, which to a new YouTuber is pretty damn crazy. What are you talking about? Clapping alien cheeks. Got you a thousand views. Clapping alien cheeks. So never take yourself too seriously because that's where I started. That's from the very beginning. But that's so crazy because fe I feel like that was like last week. That feels like so. Right. Oh my goodness. Like Hercules was really into that whole. That's my son. He was like listening to uh, that CG5 had a song about raiding Area 51 that we just were listening to all the time. He still goes on about Naruto running into Area 51 to this day. It was a very pivotal moment in his young life. Yeah, when that came out, man, I was just smoking weed every day and working in a chemistry stock room. And I just said, you know what? People are talking about clapping the alien cheeks, but they're not talking about how exactly we're going to do it, what the possible consequences might be. And you know, <laughs> there's a lot of outcomes that could it come if we anger these aliens or don't treat them correctly. So really, that's what I got into in that video. And that's when I learned maybe I should just start talking about doing drugs online, too. OK, that, that's 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 how it all connected. But like it shows how kind of like connected uh, you are, because those were those little bubbling early signs of this of this swing of this cultural swing. Part of it is like, you know, it was so on time 
like 2012 if you look at search terms and stuff it was this whole thing about like a staged alien invasion at the 2012 olympics and everyone's worrying about that kind of thing the next year everything just comes crashing down to earth and suddenly everyone's worrying about like terrorism and feminism and shit and like no one gives a crap about aliens anymore it just disappears then last year you just get the first couple of little smidgens of people talking about aliens again just little bits then this year we had alien disclosure <laughs> Right? Yeah, dude, that's been freaking me out. I can't. I had to stop smoking weed for a bit because I can't be smoking weed watching this alien stuff. You know what I mean? I got work to do. I can't. It just, it just takes me away. It scares me, man. Is that why you stopped smoking weed? I was wondering. I watched your, <laughs> I watched your video about like smoking weed, uh, which is a great video. Uh, I stopped smoking weed also for, for completely different reasons. But you stopped smoking weed because you can't handle weed and aliens at the same time. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, that's probably what I would just tell the average person who's not going to watch the video. But in reality, I had just developed a terrible habit. I mean, you could even call it a dependency on this repetitive muscle memory loop of going to cannabis whenever I was bored or just wanting to alter my consciousness in some way whatsoever. And I think I talked to you back over the summer about how my grandpa passed away. And, you know, that's a whole other topic. And it was a crazy psychedelic experience, you could call it. But that's when my, you know, my weed use just skyrocketed. And so I really tried to apply some analysis to myself and to notice the patterns that I was falling into. And so in that video, I talk about how I'm doing so far and breaking those patterns. And I think I'm on like day 40 or something like that. I'm not really counting. Okay, day 40, that's, that's a good amount of days. And it's also good when you're not counting. Counting really doesn't help. Don't set the deadline for yourself, man. What's the point of that? Yeah, exactly. Like, life don't really work that way. It just adds all this extra stress to your brain and all these extra, all these reminders that you don't need because you're busy forging new neural pathways. What did you, they say you can't, um, I mean, they say this. I found that not to be the case in some instances. <laughs> but they say you can't uh, stop a habit. The best thing to do is replace it with something else. Did you replace this with something else or did you do? Yeah. So I think one of the most interesting aspects of stopping cannabis was just realizing that that what you just said was human nature is that we need to have some, we don't need to, maybe some Buddhists might say, but we generally have some type of grasping behavior that reaches towards something else to do or some activity to fill it. And so what I tried to do was something that wasn't related to substance use because, you know, kind of the whole theme of my gig here is substance use. So at some point you want to do the exact contrarian thing to what you're doing. So you almost rebel against yourself. And so I started getting into a lot of different spiritual studies and I'm not, I'm not well read in any of these things, Akira, but I read a few books on Buddhism and I looked into a few of these, these less vain, less uh, egotistical spiritual teachers like Thich Nhat Hanh, who is the Vietnamese monk and a few other things and really just tried to understand my own psychology. So I guess you could say my replace it, my replacement activity was was seeking just new spiritual paths. And so what I've really been incorporating is a lot of different types of breath work and stuff like that. And it's been marvelous, man. Even before we just got on this call, I was breathing like a motherfucker. Okay. I was just breathing and breathing feels great. <laughs> Yo, give me an example. Give me an example. Is this, a, is this Wim Hof in? Are you doing like my being just the being aware or what is it? Which one is it? Yeah, baby, I just got that sea turtle badge on the Wim, Wim Hof app today. So that's just one of the things I've been doing. Oh, and this guy got an app. Badge. If you don't know, Wim Hof what? is a, a wonderful grizzled. He looks Swedish. Is he Swedish? He looks like that kind of let's part say, of the world. Let's say that's a Swedish man right there. When he I looks see that like man, a Swedish man. Swedish vibes. But they call him the ice man. You know, he's that guy who just sit in a pile of ice like all day. You know, he'll just sit there with ice right up to his tits, you know, and he'll sit there like happy, happy as proverbial Larry, happy as Quentin. As they say, because Larry, I don't know who Larry yeah, is, man. but Quentin's happy. Look at him. Look at that happy smile. 
And uh, I'm not even smoking, baby. He's still happy. Yeah, it's funny. Look at those pearly whites. Nice. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, uh, he sits in. <laughs> so yeah, Wim Hof, like he got some breathing stuff that he does that allows him to sit in uh, buckets of ice all day, right? Can you give us an example of one of these breathing methods? Basically, the main Wim Hof breathing method is a deep inhale followed by just releasing your breath for about thirty to forty cycles. Should we try? It? And do you want to lead sure, us? Man, do you can... want to lead us in a in a in a Quentin take on Wim Hof breathing exercise? Don't trust me, but a Quentin take on Wim Hof for like you know five breaths would be. And so on. And so, as I'm you gradually it. continue to do this, so I'm going to carry on doing body it. of CO2. Go ahead, bro. So I'm carrying because you're leading us here in a class. The chat should be doing this as well. Let's start that again. <laughs> we're doing this. this. This is a class. We're doing this together. This is, uh, you know, this is a, we're, there's a bunch of us all over the world doing this right now. There's a lot of people who listen to this on the replay. They're all going to be doing it. It's a bit like the International High Five, which we didn't do. Let's quickly do that. All right, International High Five. Then we're going to do a unified breathing exercise. International high five, we just all high five at the same time. You will then get the power of everybody's high five. Watch, you'll see, it's amazing. Three, two, one. I did a double. Suck it in, baby, suck in it, suck. Ooh, 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 ooh. I always feel it right there, just right in the left tip, you know? Right in the left tip. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I do. The right. How are you feeling? Did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah, I was feeling the right. Yeah, you got it right there. Doing it right. Nah, 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 nah. All right, lead us in. Lead us in breathing, please. All right. How much you want to do, man? This can go forever. Well, obviously we can't do forever because uh, why not? Because I got to do another stream at seven in the morning. Fair enough. <laughs> so we can do it till then. <laughs> we can breathe till seven in the morning. All right, brother. All right, let's do. Is everybody right, everybody ready? Is everyone in the chat ready? Everyone in the chat is ready. They've just done their high five. They're all locked in. All right. All you need for this is breathing apparatus, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah. The premise basically after we reach our series of inhales and short exhalations is just going to be to relax and hold your breath for as long as you'd like. Okay. I think I got okay. that. So we're so just going to breathe. Go. Okay. Ready? I think so. <sighs>
Oh, then you do it again. Feel that, baby? <laughs> what I really like about doing that is is it just makes you very high very quickly, right? So that's actually quite yeah, a good man, thing to swap smoking weed for. <laughs> Did you get that, guys? Did you get that out there? Did you get it? I taught Hercules that one a year or so ago. <laughs> I went too hard with the breathing yesterday, Akira, and I got the lobster hands. Have you heard of the lobster hands, my friend? Uh, Seriously, you went too hard with the breathing. I thought that was something else. <laughs> Basically, I did exhales too hard, and straight up, your hands clench like there's like a damn lobster claw. So I just really? thought I broke my life forever. I thought I was going to be on the stream tomorrow with hands like this. Really? That's interesting how these yeah, things are connected, huh? It's called tetany. Well, Okay. How you know about that? Did you know about that before? Did you have to search it up because your hands were all messed oh, man, up? I had to hit the Google with my with my cyborg extension in front of me. What did you do with your nose or something? Because your hands were so clawed up, like. Alright, so that was good. That felt good. It felt good. You know, I got um, I got kind of pumped up in the head area. You know, Triode says there are folks into lobsters around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some lobster lobster gang in the house. Make some noise. Lobsters in the chat. Lobsters in the chat. Oof. Yeah, I feel kind of trippy now. Yeah. Don't fall over, man. I broke a Kira. This yeah. streak might end. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I just might have got hey, some more powers. Unconscious. We got some extra powers, baby. Man. Yeah, I mean, I was DJing blindfolded the other day. I don't know if you caught that, but uh, I was. I been... saw that. <laughs> you scared me on one of them. It looked like you become one with the damn green screen, so I thought you had just transcended this realm completely. I don't know what you're talking about, green screen. I'm in a spaceship. I'm in a multi-dimensional spaceship up in here. <laughs> of course. Of course. All right, so that's cool. So you got so you uh so you switched out weed and you got into Wim Hof. What do you what yeah, does Wim Hof just one of them? All right, so here's the thing we never quite got to because people like some people would be like, "Yeah, and what's the point? What is the point in that breathing thing? What does that do?" Well, in in this context, it basically just calms the body completely. It's a good beginning to paying attention to the breath in general because you'll find that most meditative practices are spiritual practices so so have you will involve moving your attention throughout your body and so if you use wim hof as a nice introduction or maybe a free high so to speak you can begin training yourself to move your attention around your body to the breath and things like that which i found to be very beneficial yeah why do you think that is what was that why do you think that is where do i think what is why do you think why do you think it is that uh moving your attention to the body and uh, doing exercises such as focusing on your breathing are so beneficial to the human being? Well, I think we spend so often completely trapped in either paying no attention at all and being completely immersed in whatever's going on or <clears throat> paying attention to the endless stream of thoughts that are going on in our mind. And so in my own experiment, you might say, I've just noticed that as you move your attention around the body or to other areas of um, attention, the endless obsession with what's going on in this, this looping mind that we tend to have ends or at least quiets really significantly. Yeah. And <laughs> the benefits to my mental health for that have been great, especially while I was dealing with these, uh, these weed withdrawals the first couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. So how did that go? Uh, how long, how long were you having habitual problems? I, it's really hard to separate what was, what was a straight up addiction and what was like this crazy reinforced neural loop I had built Akira. I mean, mm. I've gotten so used to just having my bong is basically just an extension of my damn body, like some type of freaky creature, you know? And so I could balance mm. this thing. Like you said, I could balance it upside down blindfolded. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I was getting headaches. I was being really irritable for at least 
I mean, it could still be going on for all I know, but it's gotten a lot more weak in the last two weeks. So really two weeks, I'd say, is about the time where I was like, all right, I know I can keep going on this. There's really not a lot of, uh, not a lot of turbulence on this journey anymore, I would say. Is the tricky the tricky thing with these you know I've quit all sorts of things I've, or stopped I don't even like to say quit but like stopped like I stopped uh, I stopped weed I, w I just switched on I, I was just doing edibles all the time and I was all the time but it's like I make music you know so it's like it's very good for making music that kind of thing it's a cheat code to get into a certain space you know it's like a shortcut to a certain space that is as you can get to it in other ways but it's that's that's always that's always the thing right but you create all these associations and that's always the tricky thing is these little habitual associations you're like ah after that i do that once i do that thing i do that i was associating like finishing my emails i'd like oh, i've gone through the emails now i have uh, an edible now i've done this now i have an edible now then and then and you have these yeah you're basically pavlov's dog but with cannabis yeah, 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 that's when yeah, i became yeah. it was like oh if i if i do my work i'm gonna go home and get high as hell you know what i mean so then you have to rewire you right the, go well, you have to rewire. You hit you have the to nail replace. on the head. With which bit? You hit the nail on the head when you said that it puts you in a different frame of mind that you, you for music, found beneficial. Because yeah. for any type of creative or anything like that, it just it can immediately put you in that place. And so, one of the one of the harder aspects of going on a cannabis break is coming to terms with really how beneficial cannabis could be when used properly, and that you probably weren't using it properly to begin with. Um, <laughs> yeah. What would you say, because here's the thing, uh, what would you say the benefits are then? So let's do, let's do that. So what, what are the benefits? Aside from it gets you to a place that is a great place to be. And it's a useful place for a lot of creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. so, well, for one, it's like a spiritual mimic. I mean, if you're seeking any type of contact with yourself that feels even a minuscule of transcendent or... If you need to relax, if you need to sleep, if you need to stir up your hunger, if you'd like to stimulate your social behavior, um, if you'd like to just enter a state of free uh, free association, which is, I think, probably what you're getting at, where you're just having all these unconnected nodes that seem to um, be unrelated but start connecting, that's that's one of the biggest the biggest aspects. I mean, I was smoking it every day before school, and that might sound insane, but it helps me a lot. I mean, for some people, it will. Uh, I mean, the benefits, what else, man? I mean... Yeah, I think I can cut. I think cut it there. <laughs> well, it's all, but it's all stuff that's possible without it, right? Is the thing. Absolutely. But what do you have to do? What do you have to do to get to those places without it? In your experience. <sighs> well, honestly, it would just be a longer route at this point in my life. That's the reality. I mean, I, I can't say that anything is as exactly quick as just taking a quick puff so far in my life. So what? Did you give me some advice on that, man? I mean, you what did you just XP. do? But what did you just do? What did you just lead us in? And what happened there? Oh, of course, breathing exercises and right? like, and you just did, like and that. just doing that little breathing exercise, right? It, that was just a little Tremendous. thing, and we weren't like all in on it because it was we were kind of paying attention to other things that were going on, right? But even doing that in a communal setting, that took you in a bit of that direction, right? Absolutely. So you can I mean, imagine the, whole, the absence of cannabis is what sent me on this journey to learn about different practices and why I was so obsessed with grasping towards different behavior. So you can see how uh, focusing on breath type meditation stuff repeatedly will end up getting you to a, one of those places that cannabis did previously, right? And then you could also imagine Absolutely. a situation where if you practice that enough, 
that's you carve those neural pathways in such a fashion you go on that journey so many times you can find your way back there like real easy like you don't have to lay down those like breadcrumbs to get back there anymore you know what i mean you can just go there yes so you can imagine you how it's possible to for a sort of ascended sort of a person to be able to just pum 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 mm -hmm. i've begun to lose my my faith almost in ascended people i've i've been listening to some of the talks by jay krishmanerdi who is sort of a an indian mystic of the the, the 20th century and he argues that it may not be the case that people even spiritually evolve. I just wonder to what degree some of this isn't just a big show. Honestly, I reflect on myself and things like that and how outsiders may perceive me, uh, probably not your audience, but maybe people who think I, I know something special or I've done something that really has given me an insight. But so much of this feels like it feels like a charade sometimes, to be honest, it feels like a, an unbalanced act where they can't see the Wizard of Oz behind the screen. Yeah, well, because they can't. <laughs> You know, like, no, and they, and that's what makes the magic. That's what Alan Watts always talks about. That there's um the album that's coming out on Friday. It's got that yeah, section right. in it where he talks about how his grandchildren always the way they think of him. Like, ooh, look at this, you know, smart, wise, powerful old man. Ooh, look at him, and he's like, he knows in his head, he still feels like a stupid little kid, and he knows he's making things up half the time, and it's a charade and a play and a trick and a this that and the other. But at the same time, he still knows all that stuff and he can still do a bunch of stuff and he does still learn a bunch of stuff. And there are people True. who get to the point where they can go to those places that drugs can get you without drugs. That is the thing. Agreed. Uh, and there's other things that can do that. There's like exercise and sort of things of that nature. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. There's this very interesting cross section between the psychedelic and the, and the uh, strength training community out there. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of them. A lot of them hit me up. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there like powerlifting and microdosing, or powerlifting and heroic do heroic dosing. Like mm -hmm. these things make Mad sense Mad. together. These What's are that? former Vikings. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them out there, and they seem to be coming back. I think it's that age, you know. I feel it's that time. Absolutely, yeah. it is. I mean, the most strange people pop up now. I talked to an MIT biochemist who wanted to talk to me about how psilocybin and MDMA therapy completely changed his life and got him to stop drinking alcohol. These people are popping all out of the woodwork. <laughs> it's that time. It's that I time. It. It's butterfly season. Uh, you said you mentioned earlier that uh, one of the things that that led you to this stopping. See, I don't know how you put it. Stopping, ceasing, pausing, uh, laying down of the bong. I'm just taking a break. Yeah, taking a break from the bong uh, was uh, your grandfather's <laughs> passing. Yes. Uh, what is that something you want, you could talk about? Sh sure, brother. Let's talk about it. Because you mentioned it to me in passing, but we never really like you. You, you just kind of said that it, it happens. Yeah, You're it's hard to tell you without sounding like it's being overstated. But the role of meaning wave in quite literally confronting the death of a loved one. It was magic. I mean, it offered. It offered a, like, like I think Alan Watts or somebody said this before, it was like an enhancement to the present moment. It was still the present moment that I was grappling with and all of its suffering and absolute terribleness. I mean, I was there at his deathbed caring for him. I mean, hand to mouth feeding and having this outlet of meaning wave, which as you call it, is a psychotechnology, it proved itself in that moment. I mean, songs like Playful on your most recent Alan Watts album and obviously consider death and things like that whether or not your intention is to to allow this ability when you make it it it, it creates this sense of um 
really just that everything is going to be all right and it offers a different perspective and as you know perspective is everything it's absolutely everything i mean i was listening to consider death while i watched his cremation and of course somebody could listen to an alan watts track but what you do is you curate some of the most powerful ones and that's just alan watts and you allow it to just sink into your brain and so it was really just this seamless merging with my brain while i was going through the most difficult time of my life and it didn't um it didn't make me feel like i wanted to run away from what was going on it made me feel strong enough to directly confront it and just thank you for that man i mean you're doing great things with this music you're right that's that's beautiful bro there's the thing that one of my favorite things that jordan peterson ever said was that thing about you know one thing that might be worth doing uh is becoming somewhat you know the strongest person at your father's funeral yes uh which just seems like that's what you that is be after i faced this death of my grandfather and i'm sure i will face the death of my father that is the most true statement that i can think of at the moment i mean it was it was a revolution in the way that i think and see the world to become literally the strongest person at the death of my grandfather and that says nothing about the strength of my my family relatively but everybody has different everybody has different types of strengths right some people might be more able to see things that are disturbing some people might be able to comfort people after the fact some people might be able to alter um, offer a different perspective and me deliberately deciding that i was going to be the person to face it head on unflinchingly with love it it changed me man it, it totally changed me and so I'm, I mean, the fact that that talk is out there is great because I know it's helped so many, so many other people. I, I just don't even know where to begin. But yes, facing absolute tragedy will transform you and you will emerge like a damn phoenix, my friend, a phoenix. If you face it. That's if you face thing. it voluntarily. You, and you can't you have, be dragged there. Yeah. And you have to actually face it. It's to actually, like, be there, like, really know what's happening, really pay attention, really, like, be present in that moment unflinchingly and otherwise you'll miss it yeah the voluntary acceptance and therefore transcendence of suffering is like that song man. yes i'm proud of you brother thank you thank you for your music <laughs> what a beautiful synergy it created what a beautiful world it is uh your um what are your last time we spoke you were you know, you were building your channel, you were building your community, you've got an incredible community, you've got this epic uh, Discord world. Uh, you really, really, really go in on Discord in a way I've not, not, not seen. Um, in a way, I, I still have to uh, make some time uh, to, to borrow some of your time to walk me through what you're doing over there because it's really, really wonderful. Uh, if you all haven't checked it out, uh, they'd get the link from one of your videos, right? If yeah, they wanted to I go check it out, video. but you've gone real deep with it. Tell me a bit about what you've done there, because you have like you have like communities and micro communities within communities and rooms for people who need yeah. help. And... Really, I've just tried to, to. So there are other drug Discord servers, but overall, what you'll find is people tend to not feel as though they're accepted in a community where anything goes, or where they can truly be themselves. And so I've done my best to create a community where people can actually not feel as though 
some stranger on the internet is going to just say what you just said was complete idiocy your life is worthless consider deleting your account <laughs> and that doesn't hasn't had to be through censorship but basically just through cultivating a type of culture yeah. and yeah man i mean the discord has just really grown organically i can't say that i've deliberately been adding a lot of new things but interestingly enough uh i think you remember my little rant about discord last time i'm starting to notice some of the other um some of the uh more public speaker types start discords i mean we've seen in this in the spare time we've seen eric weinstein start a discord i've seen another guy um he's a a black uh linguistic professor at a university jay electronica just started one jay electronica just started one one last week really (laughs) it's really really interesting to see this platform being utilized and who won't utilize well you know why it is definitely be like what? you know why it is i mean we started as a couple of, we've had as how long have we had our as youtube era alex is it two years three years we've had as for quite a while but um and as is wonderful by the way uh, check out as as is fantastic uh it just really impresses me how active you are in yours like i'm really not as active in mine uh as i would like to be but i'm doing a You're lot of stuff many things man doing a lot of stuff but yeah i mean it's really obvious now right it's because uh we've spent all this time we went from friends to to, to myspace and We've we've been going into this new world of digital communities, stepping into it like like flipping superheroes, baby. Like we, no one did this shit before us. No one in the history of humans did that shit. I'm trying to completely destroy the veil. I'm trying to yeah. completely destroy any sense of separation that my audience may feel towards me. I, that might still naturally manifest because, I, for example, when I talk to you, there's still a strange feeling I get because you're somebody I look up to and admire, but. Huh. I want to collapse it as small as it can possibly be to where that person feels like if they needed to, they could literally call me on voice chat. And that's not to say I could keep up with everybody. That's not to say that at all, but it's just the, it's the mentality. It's the thought that nobody in this discord is any different than any other people. And I'm not any different. We are all in this one immersed community. There's not a leader. There's no top down, no top down role here. It does say cult leader on your role. Hey, hey, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. But, you know, so, you know, it is a cult, but it's not really a cult. But besides that. Same with Meaning Wave. Meaning Wave cool. is a cult. We're all cool. Yeah. <laughs> meaning Wave is obviously a cult. You know what? Do you, do you know the real reason behind why I call myself a cult leader? Uh, because, because you want to. filtering out people. We're filtering the fact that I really want to start a cult. Um, besides that. It's that I want to filter out people who can't take the damn joke. People yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in there and they're too serious about the damn thing. Yeah, that's a big part. Like, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of my favorite Twitter accounts do monthly kind of like shedding activities where they just deliberately try and lose followers to see like who's got some oh, kind of that. sense of humor. I saw one guy who had thing. zero followers and he said, "If you follow me, I will block you." <laughs> <laughs> that's twenty twenty, baby. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. I was getting it because uh, we've had this weird experiment where we stepped. We just used to hang out with the homies. We only used to talk to people in the world. Then we built a whole new digital world. No one had done that before in the 1.4 million years of humans running around doing shit. Like it was only like us lot. And like we get in there like brave stormtrooping, paratrooping over the hill motherfuckers. Pium, pium. We get up in that thing with no fear. We didn't put on no hazmat suit. We wasn't wearing no mask. We got got straight up in that friend, so straight up in that MySpace. And that's it. That's we, we, it. We ran around in there. And then we started going, oh shit, this shit fucked up. 
like they people start running around doing a canceling brigades and shit like it like like a person is a tv show with bad ratings and shit like, what is this thing people start trying to destroy people's lives people start seeing ooh, if a whole bunch of us get together we can have this woman fired for that bad joke by the time she gets off the airplane on the other side whoa and people go mad in that so suddenly now people are going oh wait a minute we need some cool clubs we need places where we're like you know we need it to be a bit more uh i don't like the word safe has been ruined and safe isn't the right word but you need places where you can go where it's not like uh just every motherfucker in the world throwing bricks at each other like you know what i mean it's like if you go out at night time maybe you want to go maybe you want to go to a cool nightclub or a kira the dance dj you don't necessarily want to walk out into the high street where all like the lunatics are just like smashing each other with bricks and stuff and puking on each other in the face and all that type of business you know so now we're in, the, in we're building cool clubs we're building cool nightclubs and experiences and, and lounges for cool cats to hang out in and be groovy you know you got a nice lounge yeah, and, if you, and if you look at the way that um the consumers are, are using it people who don't want to actually create discords for themselves they're a part of tons of discords and they walk into which club they want to go and depending on their mood people yeah. don't do psychedelics every day but they know they can come to my club if they want to trip with somebody watching over them you know psychedelic I mean? experiences every day every day every day every day yeah exactly so they can go in your club and uh and they can go tripping and someone will look out for them that's very nice they can go in my club and uh and talk about young and uh and and uh me <laughs> i don't know what they do in my discord today uh well, they're vibing man they vibing they vibing on a daily basis uh i looked in there earlier and uh people have been posting pictures of themselves in uh korea in army situations pretty sweet you know we got people driving forklifts you know we got all, all, all sorts of people there's all sorts of people out there in the world quentin my favorite my favorite is connecting these people from just vast distances who probably never would have even met i love when we have a pen pal section and also region-based channels which are basically just for you to throw your soul out into the dark and maybe one day you get a dm from a damn guy in finland who says hey i saw your post in the in pen pals let's talk like i love that i love this did you ever have a pen pal of, of, no i never had a damn pen pal you didn't have a pen a pal pen. it's 2020 yeah it is now it wasn't 2020 before i had a pen pal when i was a kid are you too like are you too you're too young to have ever had a pen were you straight into the internet yeah, yeah man i was on straight that, up in that internet I was on, okay. my first internet was my aunt's old dial-up computer that's where i'm at i didn't even know no computer you did know and you knew a dial-up though how old were you when you saw your first dial-up like six or seven Shit. yeah you want to you one of them you were the, you're the AOL first child screen it was like a dinosaur i was basically looking at the skeleton of a dead aol that's what i grew up look you the first there. child though because that's what you saw like i had pens baby i had literal pen pals what would write on letters i'd get a letter of someone right and i would write a letter back and i would put it in the post and then i would get another letter back about a month later month yeah and then when the beep well, boop boop canada section of my discord that's probably what it's still like <laughs> <laughs> Pen pals is dope though. I think, uh, yeah, I might get back. You know, I won't. I just, ugh, why would I need a pen pal now? But there's something to be said for for waiting. Hey, everyone out there want to be my pen pal? If anyone wants to be my pen pal, hit me up in the Discord. You want to be a curious pen pal? Yeah, I want to post. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like a, a letter is cooler than a DM. We're not cooler. It's complete. It's, it's such a different thing. When you get used to get a letter with a pen pal, it would smell funny. You know, it'd have like the smell of where it came from on it. 
and it would be tangible and you'd see the imprint of the person's like pen in the paper and they would draw something and put a picture in there or something like that you know what i mean so it was like it's tangible we certainly have lost something we have lost something with the digital medium but mm. you start seeing the implementation of video chats in discord man i can't wait for my damn my new record it's on its way did you did you get your notification yeah i did I you did, did. mama done sent the notification that means it's on its way do you know this thing i ow smashed myself in the face with a microphone uh i'd booked the post office to come and pick up a bunch of packages today like a pile like this high and I was waiting all day for the post person to come. And the post person was a lady and she didn't even have like a post fan. She just had a regular car. They ain't even giving him post fans anymore. And it was like a lady. And she's like, I like look out the window and there's this lady hoofed in all these like big packages. I have to run downstairs. Like, what is this? I'm trying to help her out. Basically, Postmates drivers delivering the mail now, huh? Yeah, basically, that's where we are. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what then? Uh, what is your uh you like a year deep into this thing you're doing incredibly well like i was saying the times call forth the speaker you know and uh interestingly enough uh so last year at this time i was being called north to canada to do my first big collab this this uh this year december i'm going south to the yucatan to participate in some shamanic rituals for peyote and mushrooms so we'll see oh, of, course of course you are yeah of course you are <laughs> of course, man, i got it you know yeah Just a few uh ceremonies three or four they're not gonna make you wear a mask are they or is it I a ritual mask? mask? They gave me. They have a ritual <laughs> I mask. Say, I don't just say. Yeah, they are gonna. You know what? I think once I'm finally out there in nature, I can take the mask off. But obviously, on the transit, I gotta rock that mask. You know. Yo. Okay. So, uh, so tell me about that. Well, I got invited uh, about two weeks ago to a thing that actually got delayed back when you know Tom Hanks' disease first kicked in. So I will be going to the Yucatan to participate in several indigenous Mexican uh, psychedelic ceremonies. So I'm going to be doing peyote rituals with Mazatec shamans. Oh, correction. I'm going to be doing mushroom rituals with Mazatec shamans. And for anybody not familiar, which I'm also one of those people, uh, the Mazatec indigenous culture is the one that Maria Sabina was a member of, who is actually the wise woman who brought psilocybin to the West in general, to the white man, so to speak. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing a few other indigenous ceremonies. How'd you spell that, Mazatec? Uh, Mazatec, M-A-Z-A-T-E-C. That's so crazy. For obvious reasons. Yeah, meaning we have autonomous zone. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, my, I moved to Austin, Texas. I moved to Dripping Springs, Texas. Sorry. And my local coffee place is called Mazama. M-A-Z-A-M-A. So, all right, that's weird. So then, uh, be flying over you, right? So you can go check out the Mazatex mm-hmm. and get that. Gonna see what those pre-Columbian rituals are like. Get them vibes. Woof! That's gas. Did you ever imagine for just one second when you was making booty cheek clapping videos like a year ago or whatever that it would lead to this kind of behaviors? Was that? I, mean, I I made three. I made a sequel where I also explained <laughs> a few other details, but. I never would have imagined it, man. So just shoot your shot. No matter what you're going to bullshit about online, just do it. Just do it, man. It will evolve into something else that you love to do, too, if you let it. Yo, it's so crazy. Uh, let me go back and look at your channel again. Because um, I hadn't, like, I hadn't, like, looked at your, cause your stats or whatever. But uh, you got 86.6K subs. And uh, and all your videos are doing Ross Clark, Bummer Clark, Big Band Numbers. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's so dope. I was so pleased because, like, I remember when I first saw you, I was like, yeah, this, this boy's smart. He can do well. He's here just at the perfect time. It's like, because we're going to be needing people to talk about these things. 
And there's some old cats who were talking about it last time. But you need you need new people who can talk about it, who who can speak in the the new people language and know what the fuck like Alien Cheeks is, you know? Well, I hope I can do it justice, man. And there's gonna be a lot of others, and I'm gonna team up with every single one of them, and we're gonna be the damn psychedelic Young Avengers. That's the vibes. Uh, do you, what, what what is going on out there in psychedelic land? Last time I spoke, we spoke. You said that there were some uh, maneuvers being made to legalize things in certain areas and shit of that nature. What's the latest on all that? Yep. Well, we've got, this was already around last time, but we've got the FDA has named MDMA and psilocybin a breakthrough treatment, which is insane, which is pretty much putting it on the fast track for even more research. We have the organ movement, which I described previously, which was just a, um, an initiative back then. I think it was initiative 34 is now measure 109, which is being voted on in November. So we might be seeing organ uh, pass the first legal uh, psilocybin therapy infrastructure. We've Next got month. also a few de uh, full drug decriminalization bills going on. It's it's a it's a wonderful time to be alive, my friends. So look for Washington D.C. and look at Oregon and look at a few other of the associated cities who are under the same banner. Uh, didn't it already? Why was didn't someone decriminalize it already? Or didn't someone decriminalize yeah, mushrooms? Yeah, we've got like all throughout California. There's been a few places. I think Santa Cruz, Oakland. Um, then we have, you know, in Colorado, we have a, a few decriminalizations. But right now, we're seeing kind of a hybrid between uh, full, full attempts at decriminalization of substances, attempts at just decriminalizing psychedelics, and then more of the push for just the medical context, because the all medical right. context might win over some of the suburban moms. Yeah, well, let me pull you back up on that because I, I, it's easy to. Cause I've been paying attention to this shit for decades, but like. You've sure. not most a lot of people might not even know what the hell we're talking about. What the blessed uh the blessed baby Jesus we'd be talking about. Uh what are the uh medical benefits of psychedelics? The, the what are these breakthroughs of which you uh you mentioned? Well, in a guided therapeutic context, it seems that the substances MDMA and psilocybin can basically be a paradigm shift for people whose conditions might be related to having a rigid mindset so with mdma i believe it's being treated with it's being uh, used for ptsd treatment and things like that and with my own experience with a similar substance mda i can uh, definitely speak to to that therapeutic potential and then psilocybin is being used for a whole host of things from different types of addictions to probably also uh ptsd and you know what i mean I think the reality, like if I'm honest about, it, I think we just don't know yet, and the industry has clung on to a few of the best examples, in my opinion. I think that we're going to mm -hmm. find overall that most types of embedded thinking will be able to be loosened, so to speak, by these substances. Mm -hmm. So you can look at websites like Maps for the most scientifically rigorous um, research, yeah. but I think. A lot of the anecdotal evidence is going to keep accumulating and accumulating and accumulating until it's not so anecdotal anymore. So I'm excited to see what else emerges as treatments. There's a lot of money going into research now, right? Um... <laughs> yeah. And and the more uh, the more dicey aspect, like, I don't know if you heard, I think it was like nine months ago, a woman running a chocolate shop actually managed to trademark the name psilocybin, which is insane. Really? It's completely insane. Yeah. And for she claims that her non psychedelic chocolates that she's going to sell under the name of psilocybin trademarked are going to have educational value. And she actually managed to get the trademark. So, what? yeah. What is the educational yeah. value? <laughs> she puts little probably notes on the chocolates. I saw the boxes. They looked pretty and had good marketing. But 
I think the good news is I saw a few, um, let's just say patent lawyers kind of say that her case is weak and anytime she's actually brought to a court, it's not going to stand up, but still that's quite annoying that psilocybin got trademarked. Could you like get a chocolate and call it bananas or something? I suppose you probably could. <laughs> it's damn insane, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, shouts out to the chat. Shouts out to Pretty Locked In. What up, Arson Penner? I'm going to do the new member noise. We've got a new member called Arson. What? What up, Summer Needles? What up, Aaron Moran? Alec Moran says, I want to say thank you to Quentin. His channel and his collaborations with Swim slash Psych Substance helped me learn how to safely proceed with my experiences. Without them, I may have done things horribly. Oh, glad you did, my friend. That's what's so crazy about it right now, and I'll keep saying this this new cultural swing. Last time we were in that thing, like, hardly anyone was on the internet. Uh, people were still, like, you still have to go to, like, the library or, like, find, like, a weird old magazine from a car boot sale like a thrift store or something to get a vague idea of what and you were just making shit up like you're like all right terence mckenna says do that or something you read it in the back of your music magazine once you know what i mean like that's the best guidance you had or like some old guy in the bus stop you know there might be some like and sketchy hippie people, at the bus stop was that and now those uh, and now those people who would have had to take that terrible uh, half-read terence mckenna advice jump into a discord whether it's mine or another one and immediately are um, helped by like eight other people who have done it before and say, man, do not do that plan. Do not execute abort, abort, abort. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how many people have been saved by members of my community. Rarely me. It's more the organism that's formed luckily around me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. I love to see it. I love to see it. Love to see it. You know, back in my day when we were finding these things growing up uh, behind the back of the science block in the school, we, had, we were just eating shit and seeing what would happen. We were like those original brave explorers in, you know, in the jungles back in the day. You know what I mean? Which is crazy <laughs> to think, because, like, that was just a couple of years ago. And suddenly, we're in this incredible future where there's apps and shit. You could take a photo of some shit, and it'll tell you if it's the, if it's the shit or not the shit. You know what I mean? You're like, it's just mind-blowing to me. And uh, we're going to go into this thing. Like, uh, aunties are going on this journey with us, you know? Like, uh... This ain't fringe weirdo shit anymore. This this will be mainstream in seven years. Fully I, mainstream. I fully agree with you. I yeah. mean, Rolling Stone just, I mean, I was, before we got on, Rolling Stone had a full article saying pretty much without even, they stated it very boldly in the opening line that it's well known that the, in the next 10 years, psilocybin and MDMA will be considered treatments validly and they'll be respected. So I agree with that. I think that's really likely. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're going. Well, I mean, it's going to be necessary because we're going the world that we're moving into, which is the Star Trek world. It is the quantum world. Uh, it is the uh, the world, going back to Terrence McKenna again, it's pretty much the world he predicted or said that he would like to exist because it would solve a bunch of problems, the kind of augmented reality world, the world where from the outside, perhaps uh, alien visitors might find us and we would look pretty much like we did when we were when we were first born, you know? But then inside but a, the head, basically, was that? But we have a heads-up display, basically, exactly behind, our eyes. behind the we're, eyes. But we're naked apes again. Yeah, and that seems to be where we're going. Or it's certainly, certainly a big part mm-hmm. of it, and pretty but fast as well. Make a trip video on a starship. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be the first guy. This is it. I want to be like the first uh, DJ producer in space. You can be the first actual psychonaut in actual space. That'd be oh, pretty. Yeah, that ship's big. We got room. We can do both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Biological Bootloader says, glad to meet you, Quentin. 
Uh, what up, Savage Chill? New member. I thought Savage Chill been here forever, baby. What, 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 what? Yeah. Uh, Isis Nova says Neuralink. D Laz says, well, yes, indeed, Neuralink. I, we didn't even mention Neuralink. Uh, Neuralink is also occurring. I think of Neuralink as being separate from what we were just talking about as well. That's like a whole other level of stuff, is Neuralink. Uh, Dila says, what do you guys think of Randonautica being a way to explore the quantum world? You know anything about that? I don't even know what, what that means. I don't either, but it's got the word Don in it. Uneducated. It's got Don in the word, so it's probably good. But no, I don't know nothing about that. Someone okay. educated me. Do you see Neuralink sort of like these... Uh... Look, I'm excited for Neuralink. I, I really see the mass potential, but do you almost see it like some of the geeks who might have been excited about these computers in the 70s and the 80s, and they would tell you the new things they can do and things like that? I think this thing's going to be very powerful, but it, it feels like my kids or my grandkids are just going to, this is obvious, but they're just going to be mocking me for being excited about my little, you know, green computer screen, basically, you know, with text running across it. Yeah, I'm of course. Sure how, uh, I just think, and, and it's because of the exponential growth. It's, I'm, I'm worried this is actually going to come way faster than we think, so... I'm watching Neuralink, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to necessarily see it as the the next step into the full digital realm uh, inside our heads. I think there's going to be something that comes along that makes even that look rather archaic very quickly afterwards. I think it'll keep being improved upon. Yeah, we're going real fast. We're in. Um, we're it really. Alan Moore used to have this idea. You know, Alan Moore. He wrote Watchmen. He never left oh, Northampton. Yeah. He's a comic book writer. Uh, who's lived in one place his whole life and has an interesting view of the world. And, uh, Whoa. It's one way, yeah. But anyway, he had this idea many decades ago. He talked about steam theory. And the idea was that the uh, amount of time between the invention of the stone axe and the baths of Rome, the amount of time it took to then create the same amount of stuff. Uh, and you basically got this idea that by this, I think it was by 1970, uh, between 1960 and 1970, human information doubled. So you just kept speeding up and speeding up. So you, you went down that line. It was predicted that by 2013, you'd get to a point where more was being created in a second than in the previous history. And uh, he said that would be, he described it as you go from a fluid culture to the kettle starts to boil. And you go from fluid to steam. And then, but, and that we are now, that we would now be in steam time, which is basically what's happened. That is what's happened. Like, something could be invented tomorrow that changes everything. Something could appear on the App Store in three minutes that changes everything. And that kind of thing happens yes. all the time. We're in this completely unpredictable landscape, and it moves so fast, there is no way that we can keep up with it. Yeah, it's like, look at how long it took these apes to look at the mud around them and eventually solidify it into clay, which event, which really is just made of silicon, and then inscribe things on it so they could store information. And then who would have thought that how much more quickly they would have taken this silicon clay tablet and shrunk it to a microscopic size to store exponentially more information inside your pocket. So the clay tablet has, has grown quite quickly compared to how long it took to make the clay tablet. Yeah. Exactly. If you think about that 1.4 million year line, and then just basically just did everything like in the last second. So it strikes me as a Terence being on track when he talks about time wave. It's like you don't have to give full credence to what he said, but there's something about this this growth of novelty speeding up and speeding up and speeding up until we just 
that really hits hits true for me. Yeah, it's the same thing. And uh, you know, maybe a, a few people. The year two thousand is such a big number that everyone was just so attracted to that number. But all the stuff everyone predicted for two thousand pretty much happened this year. You know, if you think about it, the 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 world that was predicted for that point, the kind of things that were going to be happening over the world, uh, the the extreme events, the extreme social type events, the extreme technological events. It was 2020. Yeah. They just got like a two and I mean, a zero message. They just got they just got a couple numbers slightly off. All that 20, 2020, all that 2000 year 2K prediction stuff. It was it was this year, in the end. Yeah. And that's real and close. These things just slither in. These things just slither in too. I mean, look how fast Twitter and Facebook and the like just freaking melted into our brains you know what i mean i mean in 2010 you talk to somebody about facebook it's a I mean, let's talk twitter really or TikTok things like that you talk about these platforms in 2010 it's a completely different animal than what we're talking about in 2020 and then you try to try to do a parallel like let's let's have a kid who is living in 2000 talk to grandpa who was born in 1920 i mean this is this is 1920 but it's 2020 so imagine the kid at the end of this century it's i can't even picture what that kid is like i, I can't picture how he perceives me and how he perceives the growth rate anything i don't know anything <laughs> at this point it's very difficult to to go five years in the future you're damn right yeah right you're super right i mean like even like i think five years ago it was such a different world i think like yeah <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful thing it's really i mean it just boggles my mind every day and i just that's why i don't understand how people can be uh sort of negative i don't know if that's the right word but like how could you just not be awash cool. with cool glory and wonder apparently. what's that people think it's cool to be negative too that's the least cool thing i can imagine it's so cringe it's so cringe and of course, it will be seen to be cringe quite soon as well. You know, like, you know, how these things go, and you're a bit ahead of things in mm -hmm. certain ways. And it will be seen as very, very, very cringe uh, to be nihilistic. Very oh, soon. Tweet, uh, little tweet storm you did. I, I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head, where you basically said the same people criticizing this era are the same people doing X, 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 and X who have this access to this, 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 and this. Like it was perfect, man. You hit it right on the head. That's like poetry. Said, the way you said that, that, that was so cool. Concentration camp, basically. Oh, <laughs> was my fucking granddad yeah. got like t dragged out of his school as a teenager and stuck on the back of a van and taken to a Russian concentration camp. Like. Oh. You have fucking sat there on Twitter going, oh, we live in a fascist. You sat on Twitter complaining about the government. Like, you got a heated waterfall in your house. You know, that's the thing that gets me. You've got a heated waterfall. Do you know how you, like, you try having a shower at any other point in human history. You'd have to walk hundreds and hundreds of miles to a fucking waterfall. And you'd have to do it at the, just the right time of year so it was actually warm. And, like, you didn't get crushed to death or something. Like... It was very difficult. Yeah, and that doesn't stop us from tackling the world's problems, but people always seem to want to brush that under the rug. They'll they'll kind of pretend that they acknowledge what you just said, and then they'll say, but we still have to focus on this, this, and this. Yes, we do, but you can't forget the underlying success that we've had in the last 2,000 years. You cannot erase that from your psyche. It's a crime to erase that from your psyche. Yo, and success breeds more success. And if you're erasing the success from your psyche, you're existing in a losing mindset and uh, with losing... Uh, you know what, what you're imagining what man imagines becomes his reality you're set there imagining doom and horror and awfulness that is what the reality will become 
And if so many people are obsessing with that, they're poisoning everyone else's reality with their bullshit. Stop being a dick, right? Appreciate what is gloriful and wonderful, and that will really help. If you really want, if you're really serious about wanting to save the world and help things and make things better and and uh, and you know fix injustices and stuff, you've really got to focus on what has worked and what is good, because you're not going to be able to put anything good into the world if you just focus on horrorism. You just get more horrorism. By Jove. But hey, maybe, maybe there'll be a selective effect where uh, these nihilists and these anti-natalists who think that human beings are inherently corrupt and should disappear will maybe actually follow on their own philosophy and just not reproduce. Hey, let's let's play this game out. I'll, I'm happy to take a world of optimists who actually were created by people who were also optimists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, feels play like it works. Game out. Be, don't have kids then, you know? Don't, you know, let's play this game out. Well, and that's what they're saying. They're not, right? Um, well, that's what they say, but it's, it's pretty... Un it's pretty uh, rare, in my opinion, to see these these very negative, uh, nihilistic type of people actually follow through with their own behavior based on what they say they believe. Because it's if the same did, people who every time there's an election, somewhere. they always say they're going to move to Canada if so and so wins. Person mm -hmm. I like doesn't win, I'm moving to Canada. Have you? Has any one of them ever moved to Canada? And then they'll cite the smallest, uh, the smallest modern. The smallest struggle compared to all of human history for the reason why they can't. Oh, this is burdening me. I can't leave this. I can't leave this. People used to travel across the country on foot. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Leave. Get a boat. Do something. Swim. That's what I'd be I was like, yo, like, I had that realization. I mean, I had a realization a long time ago, but it's like, your entire environment is is incredibly important like you know they say you're the sum of the people closest to you but also you're the sum of your environment right and like that's why architecture is so important and that's why it's so fucked up that they make buildings so ugly these days and it was real nice to hear kanye talking about that because people don't talk about it enough like you look at the way they make people live like housing estates or what they call projects in america that they build these things are so ugly and oppressive like they can do nothing but create suffering it's like they're designed to do that like all of our modern arch arch architecture is fucking horrible and it just creates just even modern art's horrible on purpose yeah oh my god don't get me started right so i said something so i was like all right so like i said something along the lines of like you know you you can choose all your inputs so like you know you really need to do that and like if it means moving then move you don't have to if you're moaning about where you live or whatever you don't have to live there go find somewhere else it's a big old world people are like oh it's not that easy blah, 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 blah. poverty that's not like motherfucker your ancestors got in fucking made boats out of fucking sticks and shit like these are the same people that hypothetically could just mark a map of mcdonald's along their route across the damn country even the world and just eat along the way for a dollar every day you know what i mean <laughs> like if you really believe in what you're saying harness that energy and get the hell out right yo oh uh, yeah of wherever you don't like to live yeah <laughs> i was speaking to a guy uh in los angeles uh he just got off a bus he just got off a prison bus he just i saw him get off the bus you know and he's like he basically just come been let out of prison and uh like he asked me he asked me for some like money or something i, I bought him some tacos and listened to his story and he told me his whole story and like he was he's, like from compton and like no father and uh you know he was in beefs with loads of various local gangs and shit of that nature and uh he was really into like secretly he was really into literature and seriously secretly he was into stories and this that and the other and like but he kept getting dragged into these neighborhood beefs and he's like there's nothing i can do about it it's where i grew up it's like 
these are the people around me. I was like, you know, because what are you going to do now? He's like, oh, I'm basically going to have to go and help someone out with this thing. And that's going to get me involved in a situation and probably put me straight back in prison. I'm like, why don't you just move? A lot of people don't believe in the transcendence of self. They don't believe in that. They believe that you are a fixed being that is the product of what you, where you come from or what you are rather than something that continuously transcends when the opportunity is, is needed every single time. Like that, that's how I see it. Like the Phoenix model. The Phoenix model is so much more powerful than the I am what I am model. Yeah, there is that, that am that you am like keeps dying and a new am keeps being born. It's like you don't notice. Uh, it's like triggers broom but this which is a whole other thing but yeah i said to this guy why do you move and he looked at me like he'd never even heard that question before i was like you could go live somewhere else and he's like he sort of thought about it and he's like nah but you know this is where i'm from like this is you know this is everything i was like do you even i was like what about you he's like he had hardly any family left his family were all dead his mom was gone he didn't really have any real reason but he just could not get his head around couldn't get his head around the idea that he could be somewhere else he just thought it was ludicrous they and that's really something we've got to try and uh help do something about because that's something that so many people suffer from yes you're not one thing from one place you're the thing that came from maybe one thing in one place that's going to go many places and can go many places and can be many things that's what i think anyway like for example i almost i don't crave destruction but um Let's say my whole channel got deleted. There's almost some beauty in that too. I would completely reincarnate in a new form. I swear to you, I really would. Do you do you, uh, do you know Dreg? No. He's he's an interesting cat. He's a he's a YouTube cat. He has an interesting channel. It's like politics, uh, but it's uh, it's very it's very funny and very smart. But he seems to be constantly just like goading YouTube to delete him. And uh, he's posted <laughs> a couple of like really interesting videos where he kind of talks about the kind of the that getting deleted or getting removed is kind of a beautiful idea he's kind of loves it but he also doesn't want to because he loves what he has and he's like really into it and he's like you know it's a buzz to be able to produce content at a high level and have hundreds of thousands of people watch you but at the same time the idea of just everything being taken away and having to go and do something new or if everybody just hated me like that doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like defeat to me that feels like an opportunity to just completely flip the script. You know what I mean? If everyone just turned on you or a, something happened in a context where you, you're not respected, people don't, they just don't like you. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, has that happened in your life? Um, I'm not going to front. No, not yet. Uh, that happened in my life. I once got run out of a town. I like, literally once got so run out of a town. Energy I need. Yeah. Once I literally uh, ran out of a town to the point like, I'm like with nothing type thing. And I, I was like, basically had like physical altercations with a whole lot of people smashed. Like what was my best friend? Like uh, fighting with rolling over a car, punching each other in the face. Like a whole bunch of kids from neighboring town who hated me and had wanted some reason to fuck with me. Who like this other guy had been stopping from fucking with the weirdo. Uh, Cause he liked me briefly and thought it was like interesting or whatever. But then that went and then like basically had the shit kicked out of me by like a whole town. Like had to fucking just like stagger out of that town with like half a shoe and a torn off shirt and walk sixteen yeah, miles. You know what I mean? In the yeah, dark. Exodus, baby. Yo. Exodus, go to the desert. Yo, I had to walk in the dark and I had to like walk through this bit of a forest and I was falling into holes and shit like that and like I had to like yeah. climb out of a pit, all sorts of shit, baby. 
I had a bunch of experiences like that. <laughs> that riles up my humanity, man. I can, can you feel that? Like just that that sense of uh, there's nothing left but the self. I've been stripped. That's probably why I like psychedelics. Yeah, but that's exactly it, which takes us back to that very initial point of like that that ego death. You know, that yeah, very first that video. Ego death for you. You had nothing to cling to anymore, huh? No, and I had, I had that sort of shit happened to me a bunch of times. A bunch of times. So like it's funny, like life will keep teaching you the same lesson over and over until you get it, you know? Mm. Like, cause you'll keep thinking I don't know, it's the thing I used to get, like that that something was gonna come along and fix something or save something or help with something and then you just keep getting served the same lesson nah no one's gonna come save you no one's gonna fix any of this stuff for you you have to do it all on your own and you have to be completely cool with what you are and who you are regardless of everything else and you have to like from a base level and so all that dead wood is burnt off like i kept getting the same things like over and over in different forms in different contexts in different places well, isn't that interesting? Like you could have perceived that in two different ways. You could have kept perceiving yourself as a stagnant person who had all of these failures and you were run out of a damn town. So how worthless must you be? Right. But instead it seems like you identified with the change over time. You identified with the, the core that keeps changing its face almost like that's, that's cool. Well, no, it's what it like. Yeah. And it was probably, but it was like, I kept thinking I had to go somewhere where I would be like accepted for who I was. Like I started in this little town and everyone thought I was a fucking weirdo and, and I'd moved to a slightly bigger town. And I thought I'd be okay, but then, nah, he's a weirdo. And, and I kept going and I kept going. And then eventually you go, oh, shit. The whole point was it didn't matter. Like, and it wasn't about going to find other people like me or whatever. It was about, like, finding uh, complete okayness. Complete okayness. Because you, you, think, you think you think you're okay. I'm happy with who I am. But you're still trying to find some people who are like you. So that's still, like, a missing thing, you know? So you get yes. all the way to the end of these adventures and you go all over the world. Well, I did. You go all over the world. You get involved in all these things. You end up signing to the biggest major record label in the world. You do all this ridiculous shit. And at the end of it, you're like, what you were looking for was where you started. You know? You went all the way around the world and it was right there all along. And you had it the whole time, you know? You had it when you were a baby. You were born with it. And when you were a baby, you had it completely because you knew it. You didn't douse it for a second. And then, you know, then things happened in life that smacked you around the head a bit and made you uncertain and made you start to get some shit that you knew when you were born. It's crazy. Yes. You just, that was a damn meaning where spoken word right there. That was good. Huh. So I don't talk about, like, that sort of stuff very often. I, try, I You know, I try and stay uh, in the present. So I don't talk about the past. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, like, I noticed you... At least from what I've seen of you, I notice you don't really a lot because I only have my perception of you, of course, which I'm, of course, I know you have a history and you've made music before. But really, when you came into my life is through the meaning wave persona, which is interesting, right? So it's like, that's important for people to know, too. Like the face you're seeing of somebody might be not the face, but the the presentation might be the result of, let's say, eight deaths and rebirths almost. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to just this uh, polished product that came out of the box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no polished product. But I find a lot of people, particularly in creative stuff, they get stuck to one moment. Like some people will be their first hit, their first big YouTube video, you know, their first big song or whatever it is. And then they, they, they get stuck in that moment and then they, they're chasing that moment. 
and then they keep referring back to that moment and then they'd be talking about that moment forever and the moment fades and it fades and they become lesser and lesser i'm not interested in it i'm interested in in being as in the moment as possible to be so that moment is forever you know so you keep creating you keep creating that new moment so i'm not really that interested in uh in what has been or what happened before or whatever unless it's to mine something useful that's useful now mm -hmm. you know that that's that archaic revival thing mm -hmm. you know? that's the gold yeah, it's the gold that the dragon's hiding, right? Yeah, and that musical time travel thing, like you know, I did this on the new record. I deliberately like went and played some old records that reminded me of a vibe that I was feeling at a certain point in my history, so I could capture a bit of that vibe because I know it would be useful to make the record better. But that's about as much as I do with with, with past. Yeah, your meeting wave does that with with uh, with me too. For example, like if I was to listen to Father, the, the album Father, that hits mm -hmm. me directly in an early September period where I was considering. <laughs> doing a lot of productive things online and starting to really like kind of really try to do something you know what i mean so there's all these these fragments of feelings and emotion that that come with each of these meaning wave albums which is kind of freaking me out because you continue to do it so you're kind of fucking me up a little bit you're kind of giving me these like uh these bookmarks these touchstones to different areas very interesting well i saw uh, someone tagged me in something earlier someone was complaining on twitter about how like no one does no one listens to full albums anymore? And they were like, I I listen to full Meaning Wave albums. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I construct them in such a fashion that, that, you know, that it's worth your time to do such a thing. But it's interesting in the musical time travel thing, the idea that, you know, you associate, if you really listen to a piece of music a lot and, and really intensive, intensely, it you will associate forever that moment in time with that record. And then you'll be able to get to that moment in time just by playing that record. If you don't, then just overplay it forever and ever. And you don't find another record. You have to keep finding new records, you know, for that to work. It's like the equivalent of smell. It's yeah, like exactly. It's of, right, yeah. Of a smell that takes yeah. you back, but auditory. Yeah, smell and smell and sound are, are really incredibly powerful. But you can, it's it's more difficult to collect smells and associate smells and deliberately do that. But you really can with music. Figure it out. Figure just, out how to incorporate smell into that. <laughs> scratch and sniff, baby. But if you're listening, <laughs> I have better be strip. <laughs> But yeah, like the, the, the so-called death of the album or the decline of people listening to full albums, I think actually does make it a bit more difficult to do that. Because uh, an album, if you listen to an album all the way through, that's like 45 minutes to an hour or whatever of like quite intense. But if you're just listening to songs on playlists, it's a bit more fractured. So it's going to be a little more difficult or less but, precise to do that time travel thing. But, I, but then I consider... Um... I consider the artists that I plan to listen to their full album, and usually they're people who I know, uh, you're in this category, are making a full production. For example, if Kendrick Lamar releases a new album, I'm not skipping a song on that album. No. I'm listening to it all the way through. Yeah. And it's almost like there's a different type. I mean, those do include hits, those albums, but there's a, there's a big difference between dropping a bunch of banger singles that, oh, cool, now I have the album, which is basically just a shell for all these banger singles, versus this is the this is the journey that this person's about to take me on. And so when I think about that, that father album, which I would press play and this sounds crazy, man, this is what I would do. I would get on the treadmill and I would stare at this particular hole right in the wall in front of me on the treadmill. And I would listen to that looped over and over. And it just basically, it completely embedded in my brain now. So it just takes me back to that time period every time. And it, you know, the combination of endorphins and, and meaning waves is insane. Feels like it works. Damn, bless. So yeah, that was the last JBP wave album. 
Yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was. How could I have left it so long? Well, the new one is nearly finished, you'll be glad to know. The new one is nearly done. Uh, I'm in the last stages of mixing and what have you on that, and it's it's uh, the best one by far. It's just unfair. People need it. It's unfair! And yeah, they do. Uh, as you were saying, you know, it's that Phoenix thing. It's that Phoenix thing, you know? Yes. Like, the, the most epic sword is made in the most brutal of fire. And, uh... That's how that yes. shit work. By Jove. Uh, Quentin Experiment. Uh, it's, how does the time go so fast? We have a video premiere on our channel in 15 minutes that we must all hey. attend uh, for the music video for the uh, Graham Hancock song from Meaning Wave Masterpieces 2. That song's crazy, man. You like that song? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Graham Hancock likes it. This is good. Mm -hmm. Oh, he heard it. He heard it. I'm glad he heard it. Yeah. Well, I asked his permission, you know, to do it, and uh, he, yeah. said, he said, "Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I would love to hear you it." Get him to read some stuff from the Kabbalion, because you know that's kind of, that's all connected. That'd be amazing. That's interesting. Hey, DM DM me about that. Um, yeah. Okay. That's interesting, because that uh, that Hermes thing. Because that like was Hermes Trismegistus basically talking, and you know, the whole Kabbalion is basically based on the teachings of Hermes Trismegistus. Right. Okay, that's very interesting. I don't know anything about that. So, that's cool. Neither do I, really. I'm just talking out my ass, but I know a few things. <laughs> uh, epic. Uh, yeah, no, he really likes it, so that's really cool. And, uh, yeah, the music video is dropping in 10 minutes. album's fire, and I'm going to have, uh, if you let me play an outro song, I'm going to play the damn final song on that album, which just made the hair stand up on the Oof. back of my neck. Oof. The dictator. Yo, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, was, what's crazy is I had used that as a vibe before any music was to it, and I would just like feel that power build up within me listening to the speech. So when you added the music, it was just, you know, I just basically left this dimension. That's epic, and I'm glad it worked because, you know, I've been wanting to do that once since the beginning of Meaning Wave. And it's also one that a lot of people have been asking me to do. And it's like when people. You are not people... machines, you are men. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, with something like that, I often like to just do things that people aren't expecting to hear or things that maybe they haven't, like, you know, no one's expecting the Scott Adams album or, like, uh, you know, shit of that nature. Because, like, I don't know, if someone has an expectation in their head, if you've been listening to that speech a lot and I'd hit it wrong, you know? Or, like, I don't know, not even wrong, but, like, just come different to how it had been in your imagination. It would be like doing, uh, yeah, sure. adapting Game of Thrones and ruining it, you know? It'd be like it adapting... Shows, it shows, actually, that you surprise people. Because I, I usually... I usually am looking forward to what you're making, but it will always include shit. I, I wouldn't have really, I'm fucking glad you made it, but I wouldn't have exactly requested it from you to begin with. So ah. I had no expectation in my mind. Yeah. I quite like that about that Meaning Way Masterpieces 2 records. Just before you premiered it, I was like, so who's everyone excited to hear on this? And people reeled off all this stuff and none of it was on the album. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still fire. That's what's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everyone was like, oh, I can't wait to hear some Jocko or maybe there'll be some Watts. Maybe there'll be some, I don't know, Ram Dass. I haven't done Ram Dass yet. Like, uh, mm -hmm. we, the, we're we leading up to those moments. You know, there's certain things that will occur, but it's got to be the right time, you know? But uh, then you're like, boom, we're beside, you, beside your head. you got Norm MacDonald. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kamal. She has Kamal. Oh, yeah, that one was good. Love yourself. Yeah. yeah. So what you what you aiming at, baby? What you aiming at? What your system seems to be to uh, release... Uh, epic content and uh, foster your beautiful community seems to be the system. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you aiming at? I'm aiming at 
so to speak, that song, Stealing the Culture. I really am. Hey! Steal the culture. All right, what do you, what do you mean by that? I mean completely reversing the minds of most people who associate psychedelia with people who are non-productive, people who don't take responsibility, people who want to drop out from society completely and not offer anything back to it. Um, and that's going to take me developing myself personally. And so that's what I'm doing. My content has slowed specifically because I don't want to be seen as some type of biochemistry student who's making psychedelic content if I'm not thriving in my biochemistry studies. And so I've actually been taking time to work on myself so that the image that might be perceived of me one day, or if I continue to go, uh, will actually be accurate. It won't be just a mirage. And so I'm developing myself into hopefully a competent scientist and eventually a businessman who can use, use the principles of running a business in an ethical way to help heal others with psychedelics. I think that would be a beautiful long-term picture for me to open a retreat of my own someday and to let people who want to help people do that. That would be really meaningful to me. And <laughs> as, as always, I'm going to continue refining this down as I grow. Yeah. I think you should get down with the, um, with the psychedelic strength training community. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should have a look into that world. I think that would be really epic for you because, uh, you know, the warrior garden, all that type of business. I like the idea of you being full-blown superhero on every level. You know what I mean? <laughs> just being like, ripped. Yeah, exactly. Like the brain, the body, like the whole thing, everything just like maximum superpower. You know what I mean? Because that's the max kind of people... my stats, is that what you want? What's that? You want me to max out my stats, Akira? Yeah, well, we that's what we need. We need maximum Quentin. You know what I mean? We need like ultra turbo, super mega gun down Quentin for uh, where we going and what's going on. You know what I mean? I think you uh, have like epic potential to be like really useful uh, in the wars to I come. That. You know? There will be wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there will. And uh, and what a what a privilege to be born at the time when we get to witness and participate. Absolutely. In this most epic, epic time. Well, thank you for being here, brother. It's always wonderful to see you, and it's always too short. I could have quite happily chatted with you all day. Um, oh, yeah, it's a pleasure, man. I'll pop in some other time. Yeah, pop. Pop, just like that. Where were those glasses? Put them glasses back on. It was cool. They're a bit foggy, but I will for you, my friend. There you go. That's the vibes. Nice. Last time you was on here, you had like a cloak or something. What was it? Yeah, that cloak is next to me now. It's on my bed. Yeah, fuck. Uh, shouts out to the whole chat. How's everyone feeling out there? Make some noise. Make some noise for the Quentin Experiment. Where can people find you, Quentin Experiment? You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. All at the Quentin Experiment. Yeah, it's all that. You got the name. You got the name uh, the same on everything. Mm -hmm. And when I run out of ideas, I'll make the Quentin Experiment too. Another experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another experiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's this experiment going anyway, so far out of ten? It's going great and I'm really not planning on stopping anytime soon and I hope YouTube starts to uh, bring the pressure up. I think that will only actually help. I, I hope they just start completely ending psychedelic content and the like because I will keep posting ah. it and I'll get a damn megaphone if they keep taking it down. Ah, that's interesting. I wonder where they where they are on that. Oh, well, I mean, I've actually been lucky. I've been sheltered from it so far, but a few of my 
uh, collaborators, your mate Tom, Dakota of Earth, it's very common for them to be penalized by YouTube for creating this type of content. Tom creates these amazing vice-level documentaries, your mate Tom, if anybody hasn't heard of him, and he's constantly harassed by YouTube, given strikes for sharing test kits and things like that. It's sickening. And YouTube, we've got your number, and we're coming for you. <laughs> I swear to God. You hit us, Susan. I got this man in cloak, baby. You hit us, Susan. <laughs> Yo! Yo! But it said the melanin cloak. Oh my goodness. Oh, man, days. Oh, this is wonderful. What a time to be alive. Well, I can't wait for the, uh, for the the psychedelic wars to come. The psychedelic wars to come. And on that bombshell, this song is for you. Coincident Experiment. From Meaning Wave Masterpieces 2, out now on all streaming platforms and non-streaming platforms. I don't even know what that is. What's a non-streaming platform? Cop that ish, baby. And go check out your boy Quentin Experiment. Make some noise, MAC! Thank you, my guy. What? I'm sorry. I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty! In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power, the power to create machines, the power to create happiness, you the people have the power to make this life free. 
make some noise. Make some noise for yourselves. Make some noise for the Quentin Experiment. You are listening to The Great Dictator featuring Charlie Chaplin. Last track on the new album, Meaning Wave Masterpieces 2, out now everywhere. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you to everyone who was supporting during this broadcast. Savage Chill, Biological Bootloader, Walking More Power, Alec Moran, Summer Needles, Arsene Pella. Just as to you. What up, though? Support the wave, you know what to do. Mammoth time, bless up. Thank you, Akira, and love all the MAC family. God bless you, baby. You can join the channel. Channel members at four and above, and Patreon members at four and above. We'll get their names on the credits of the new Alan Watts album, which is dropping this Friday. Whoa! You can go download some music from uh, Bandcamp. Whoa! You can make a donation via the link below. Whoa! You can follow the playlist on Spotify. Whoa! You can go to meaningwave.com, get some epic clothing, and get yourself a Meaning Wave monolith like this, available now for a limited time. Oh my goodness. Most important thing you can do though, baby, is let the world know. Meaning Wave exists! And you can come join us now for the premiere of the new uh, music video with Graham Hancock, which is premiering right now. Uh, YouTube Hero Alex, please drop a link in the uh, chat, and we'll jump over there right now. And all that remains for us to do is a buy five. Three, two, one. Buy five, baby, buy five. Come and join us over on the channel on the uh, on the Graham Hancock music video by Joe. Hurrah, hurrah. Thank you again to our special guest, the Quentin Experiment. What a guy. Go check him out. He's an epic legend. And I look forward to seeing what he does. Oh, my goodness. 